Hello, and welcome to the Financially Free Females podcast. I'm your host, Katie Elker, and each week I'll be discussing practical tips to help you on your path to financial freedom. If you're ready to pay down debt, build wealth, and increase your abundance, you've come to the right place. Thank you for joining me on our shared quest for financial freedom. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode on the Financially Free Females podcast. So today I want to talk to you about how to save on your grocery bill. I actually got eight tips for you today, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but groceries or food in general is oftentimes one of the top three highest expenditures in our lives. So if you look at your spending, if you're somebody who tracks your spending, you'll probably see that groceries tend to be one of the highest items, or maybe groceries and eating out um, are together, especially if you tend to eat out quite a bit, then your um, that percentage is probably higher. But typically, housing, transportation, and food are the three highest uh, categories on our, on our budget or on, in our spending, if you will. So I want to talk today about how you can strategically lower your grocery bill. Some of these tips you may have heard before, some you may not have, but Um, Regardless, they're all good reminders, even if you have heard of them, on ways that you can save and try to lower your grocery bill. Now, full disclaimer, many of you know I am a working mom. I'm all about being able to balance motherhood and work. So I've got my littlest one. She's a little over two months. She's hanging out with me in the room today. She's in her little chair and it vibrates. So if you're catching a little background noise, that might be it. She's also just recently found her hand. So she's super excited about that. So uh, usually she's napping today. She decided not to. So I am recording anyway. So Let's jump into it. All right, so the first thing is a pretty no-brainer, and that is to plan ahead. So if you don't menu plan, I highly encourage you to. I know that there's a lot of pushback on menu planning. It doesn't need to be for an entire week, or I even have a friend who plans two weeks out in advance, which is so impressive, Um, but just having some sort of plan. So my husband and I, on Sunday nights, we chat about when are we going to be home for dinner during the week, and we try to make a game plan as to what meals that we want to have and anything in particular that we want for lunch or breakfast. So I have actually have a little whiteboard that is stuck to our fridge and I just write out every week what meals we're going to make or when we're home and when we're going to be going out for dinner or on our own for dinner. And that helps to have a plan instead of not having a plan and then picking up takeout on the way home from work or going out to dinner because you're too tired or too lazy to figure out what it is you want to make and then having to go to the grocery store if you don't have all the ingredients and then actually cooking. So making a plan is crucial. All right, the second one is something that some of you may already do, and that is to order your groceries online. So this is a money saver typically because when you're ordering online, you're less likely to buy things out of impulse. So if you have a you have a list and you're just literally going off the list and you're checking things off the box and you're ordering online, you're not like going by the snack aisle and thinking, ooh, I could really go for a piece of chocolate and then looking at all the chocolate and buying chocolate. If you can't tell, this is that is my personal problem. <laughs> um, but if you have that list and you're just able to buy it online, you can save money even if you have to play, pay a delivery fee, which a lot of times, I know for us, we have Instant Cart. I um, get our groceries online um probably about half the time I would say and it's really nice I actually get the delivery fee waived so I just have to tip the driver and if you order a certain amount you get some money back which is great and yeah there's just I think a lot of perks even just saving time right using that time maybe for a different money making 
activity. Uh, there's so many perks to being able to order online. Something I don't like about ordering online is you don't always get to check the quality. So I know in the past I've had things delivered that like I probably wouldn't have bought. Like I had strawberries on my list, but if I would have seen the strawberries and saw that they weren't really ripe, then I maybe would have passed. But ordering online is a great way to go. Uh, the third one then, speaking of impulse buys, is to limit drinks and or treats. So these are things that tend to rack up really quickly. So drinks can be super expensive in the grocery store. Um, specialty drinks, right? Specialty like coffee or tea or kombucha or you know, energy drinks, whatever it is. Um, and same with treats. So it could be like uh, a bag of chips or some candy or chocolate or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you typically are drawn to. These can add up so quickly. So I personally, we try to limit drinks. We really only drink water for the most part in the house, and we have some non-dairy milk most of the time for cereal. But we try to limit drinks otherwise, and for sure coffee, or excuse me, for sure chocolate is something that I really struggle with, and I love having in the house, but I can go through a bar of chocolate in like a few days, maybe like one or two days. So I really have to limit the amount of chocolate I keep in the house. Just ask my husband. And uh, so I know that if I do want something, like it has to be like on sale. That's kind of one of my rules. Like if it's dark chocolate, that's fair trade, which I like. It has to be on sale in order for me to buy it. And the drinks, I really like the buy, the B-A-I tea drinks. I don't typically drink them unless I'm in like the newborn stage life and need extra caffeine. But um, you can buy them on Amazon. There's a certain flavor, the Clementine ones that are way cheaper on Amazon. You can buy them in bulk and that will help you save money. So limiting drinks, right? Sticking to water. It's much healthier for you anyway. And limiting the treats. I oftentimes too only will buy stuff. If I want like chocolate chip cookie instead of buying a cookie, I will tell myself I have to make cookies, which then I don't end up doing because I don't have the time and I don't want to go through the hassle. And that is healthier for me too. So if I'm really dying for a treat, I'll buy one. Uh, but typically I can convince myself otherwise. All right. So that was number three. Number four is to stick to the outside aisles. So you probably heard this, especially when talking about eating healthy. Um, the outside aisles are like the produce, right? The Like the meat is in the outside aisles, the dairy. When you move to the inner aisles um, is when you get into like the chips and the crackers and the cookies and the snack food. And those things are just more expensive and you don't get as much nutrition right for your dollar. So if you want to save money or try to cut down a grocery bill, I highly recommend eating more fresh fruits and vegetables and, um, you know, buying quality meats if that's your thing. If you're a meat eater, um, I'm going to talk more about how to save on meat here in a minute, but loading up on the fresh foods, those are going to keep you fuller. They're going to be healthier and they're going to be less expensive um, when you break it down. All right, so speaking of buying cookies and chips and crackers and things that are not so maybe healthy or so uh, cheap, I would say, uh, or sorry, number five is to buy in bulk. So buying in bulk could be you have a Costco or Sam's membership, um, but you're buying things that you could get at a much cheaper price if you buy more of them. So like when I go to our regular grocery store, I don't buy crackers, I don't buy chips because I know that I can go to Costco and I can get a large bag of whatever is granola bars is another one too. I can buy those things in bulk for much, much cheaper than I can at our regular grocery store. So know what it is, like some of those snack foods that you consume regularly. I know our daughter loves this Nature's something brand of fig bars. We buy those in bulk at Costco way cheaper than buying them just as you see them in the grocery store. 
Okay, so speaking of bulk, that brings me to number six, which is to price out stuff per unit or per ounce, however it might be listed. So a lot of times there can be stuff that you could buy in bulk, but it actually might not, surprise, be cheaper than it would be just to buy regularly in your grocery store. And so I know for me, when I'm looking, you'll see things, you'll be like, oh, well, this is cheaper than this. I'm going to go with this one. This could even be things like toilet paper, for example. But when you look at, okay, how many... I'll use keep I'll keep on the toilet paper example. How many rolls do you get or how many total sheets? I know a lot of times they advertise as do you get or what's the price per unit? I love Costco has like the price per unit on a lot of their signs. I love that because then I know, okay, this looks like it's cheaper, but actually you just are getting less, so it's more expensive when you um right, when you add it all up. So that's number six is the price out what it would be per unit or per ounce. Amazon's a great way to check this too. A lot of times they'll have like what it costs per ounce when you're buying things, even things like soap or beverages. All right, so that was number six. Number seven is to plan around sales. Okay, so I'm not like a big couponer or anything like that. When I go to Target, I do try to look in my cartwheel app. But I, when I go to the grocery store, although I might, might have my plan, right? I have menu plan. I have an idea of what we're going to get. If I see things that are on sale, I will maybe pivot my plan and do that again. Or maybe there's certain things you want from me, but I'll look to see what vegetables are on sale or what fruits are on sale. And I will plan our trip or plan our week of meals around that. So for example, today I was at Target and I had to get a few things, particularly chicken breasts for this white chicken chili that I'm making. And the chicken breast, there was three packages that were $3 off, organic chicken breasts, that were $3 off today um, because they were user freeze by tomorrow. Okay, so normally I don't like to buy meat when it's close to expiration date, but I knew I was gonna use the meat today and the rest of it I'm going to freeze. So I actually bought all three packages. I used two in the chicken chili and I'm saving one I put in the freezer. and. So that's just one example. Typically, I don't do the meat that's about to expire, uh, but there's a lot of times where there's certain meat or certain vegetables that are on sale, and I'll say, okay, I'm actually going to do that instead of what I originally planned and save myself money that way. So that is number seven. And that brings me to number eight, which I kind of already mentioned, but that is to stock up on things that are on sale. So meat, if you're somebody who doesn't mind meat being frozen and defrosted, you can stock up on meat when it's on sale. I know some people even like buy, will buy like half or a quarter of a cow and put it in their deep freezer and then use it all year. Um, but stock up on other things too, stuff that is not going to expire, right, that you will use. And so that might be um, non-perishable items that you can stock up on, um, you know, whether that's like cereal, that's something I tend to stock up on. I know I'll go through it, uh, but it could be, like I mentioned, the, the cracker chips, cookies, things that you eat regularly. If they're having a sale and they don't have sales often and you've got the space for it, I'm not um, suggesting that you clutter your entire kitchen, but if you have the space for it, stock up or, you know, you could even buy some things, make ahead, freeze it is a great way to save money on your grocery bill. Okay, so let's recap these, these eight tips that I shared with you. So the first one was to plan ahead to have some sort of menu plan or a list before you go to the grocery store. Second one was to order online if it makes sense for you. That way you you are avoiding impulse buys if that is something that you struggle with. The third one is to limit drinks, treats, and other things that tend to add up and are not necessarily needed. Fourth one is to stick to the outside aisles. Buy those high-quality, high-nutrient-dense foods that are much cheaper the fifth one is to buy in bulk. Uh, so check out your local stores, workplaces where you can buy in bulk. 
The sixth one is to price out what it is, what the cost is per unit or per ounce to see if it actually is cheaper or if it just looks cheaper. The seventh one is to plan your meals around sales or plan part of your meal, whether that's meat or veggies or whatever it may be around the sales, current sales. And the eighth one is to stock up when things are on sale, um, you know, find a way to freeze meat or store things that you have gotten at a much cheaper price. Okay, you guys, so that is it. That is eight ways to save on your grocery bill. I would love to hear what you um, do to save on your grocery bill. So head on over to iTunes. Give me a five-star review if you've enjoyed this podcast. Leave me a comment, things that you have done to save on grocery bills, or even ideas for other podcast episode um, topics that you would like to see. I would love to hear. Subscribe. I have new episodes drop every Tuesday, so subscribe. And you will you will stay in the loop. And until uh, that's it. Until next time. Uh, cheers to your abundance.